Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports, which is a segment a couple times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at around 1240, or excuse me, at around 445, to take a look at some stories normally uh, out of our scope, uh, you know, we're going to talk some Cowboys here in a little while. We talk NFL. We talk a little bit of everything, but it's mostly college sports, college football when all is uh, said and done. So it's an opportunity to sometimes get a little bit out of that. Uh, although I'm going to start off by mentioning a college football story. As it, as it fits, I will fit those in here. But got a grab bag of stuff. And that starts with, what do you guys think about the James Madison decision? Uh, they appealed the decision of, uh, you know, not being able – to get a waiver to be able to play in the postseason, despite the fact that they are a very good team, uh, they're ten and zero, number eighteen in the country. It's their first year at this level, and uh, it's the two year process to acclimate yourself um, to the uh, bowl subdivision, which is the top level. So they move over from FCS, and that's all understandable. That was a part of the rules, but because of the success they've had, they were hoping to bypass that, and they filed a waiver, and it got shot down. What back? Was that springtime, maybe yeah. or summerish? Um, and then it kind of went away for a second, and then it's come roaring back because they're like, hey, let's give this another crack. Um, and the NCAA, with just like, here's the alley-oop, like just dunk this and do something cool for once, decides to swat it away instead and say, nope, there will be no fun or changing here. Even though the Big 12 is changing tiebreakers two weeks to go in the season, the NCAA can't be bothered to just give James Madison, amongst other teams, uh, the opportunity to go ahead and play in the postseason. So the waiver denied, but a Virginia attorney general has, in fact, hired a law firm to represent James Madison regarding the decision from Wednesday night, um, and they are going to uh, take this uh, to court. A three-page letter from Hunton Andrews Kurth LLC argues for their inclusion in bowl consideration based on the unbeaten record, based on the national ranking, and based on their success in the two-year process reclassifying from FCS to the bowl subdivision, uh, saying we fully hope and expect the various committees and as a, uh, NCAA as a whole will do the right thing and allow JMU to compete in whatever bowl game its performance warrants. JMU is prepared to promptly file a lawsuit in the Western District of Virginia asserting that the bowl ban violates the antitrust and potentially other laws. So more lawyer stuff in college sports. But what do y'all think about the NCAA and this decision? It's a little stubborn. Little old man, get off my lawn. But yet again, it's a rule that they knew when they entered it. But Bill, yeah, but they also, I think, 
didn't know that they'd be this good. I mean, they knew, well, like, yeah, that's and so not like the NCAA's this, no, 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 it's not. But Bill Conley had a great point on this on Twitter yesterday. He said, "Look, yes, the rule is the rule, but it also gives the op- the NCAA an opportunity to review it and say, okay, well, maybe it doesn't make as much sense as it did when we." did it also it seems to me like a rule that is protecting a very specific scenario from happening that i don't think would happen what the group of five that they'd get in that um not even the college football playoff i'm talking about the reason they have that rule is that you can't go to the postseason is so you don't keep your old schedule and then automatically get in a bowl i don't think that that is but that's not going to happen if you move into a new conference yeah, that is so a, like, an FBS conference. But yeah, so they like they're moving in the conference that but they made the rule and it's like this You know the rules help to, to protect them, right? Yeah. But <laughs> you know why the rule is written? I, go ahead. Okay, Mr. Authority. No, yeah. go ahead. no I looked it up. I actually spoke with okay, a couple good. of people that are involved in this. One of the schools was Tarleton State that was also mm-hmm. done. Jacksonville State as well. Which kind of took my like, wow, yeah. It, it, the rule was initially there to make sure that you don't jump into the FBS just for the money, and that you end up crashing and burning after a year or two, and you are only doing it for the money, which is, to me, hypocritical because that's why you would move up to the FBS because of the fact you're going to make – you're going to be in a bigger conference and have a chance to make more money. So there are a lot of rules written with, like, the the – eliminate and like everything laws and all this where they're like trying to prevent like this one really specific thing from happening but it then because if you're worried about this thing like the thing you just said right of that happening which i don't think it would be true for anybody if you're going to make that decision you're going to make it because you it's a long-term decision i'm gonna i'm gonna and, google if it's but, ever been done before but like you have that so they're worried about that happening well Okay, if it happened once or whatever, that doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And by doing this, you are encouraging teams to make more of an investment in athletics and do those things. So I just think that it, it's a rule that needs to be changed. But the NCAA's vibe right now needs, seems to be, especially with like the transfer waivers and all that, uh, particularly for the guys who should have been in under the radar or under the under the wire because the when they entered the transfer portal, the rules were one way. Like, they're just saying, well, that was the rule. The James Madison elevated to the FBS. Uh, ineligible for two years. They knew that when they went in. Whether they're better than they thought, again, I, I don't care. The guidelines are intended to assure that schools have the finances and infrastructure to compete at the higher level. Now, there are exceptions to that. But that is what this was about. Like I mentioned, what is Sam Houston State doing this year? Sucking. Getting their asses kicked, right? Mm-hmm. And they are a really pretty good football team. They're like 2-8. and eight. They've won a couple of games in a row. They're really good, as good as they were. And they remember, they redshirted like almost their entire team last year, and yet they're still getting bludgeoned. So they're trying to – I, I get what it, James Madison, and I understand their argument. At the same time, it's not always like, oh, man, this is not fair. Uh, there are, to me, though, some give and take. At least you should have the opportunity to look at things year to year based on what they're going to get into a bowl game because I don't think 82 but, teams are going to get bowl eligible. But and, and here's and here's the other thing the point I'll make. The NCAA is in the position they are right now because their their standard like years long thing is like, well, that's the rule. I mean, you can't like right. they don't I'm not saying it's a good rule or a bad rule. Like I think there's probably good and bad parts to it like you described. That's that's a really good 
you know, like guardrail for them. But if you if you can look at things differently and open, then you maybe are not this battery like punching bag that the NCAA has been. It you know, Liberty, like a, a Liberty might have been. No, hold on. I'm just trying to give you some. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I said it segment. just seems like yeah, it just <laughs> seems like um, anytime there's a chance to just do something right and just have fun, they turn the opportunity down. Yeah. That's why I think people get frustrated is because like this is simple. You can't and I understand your total point like you got the and I, you know the authority side. I don't mean that negatively. It's like but you very much got like, the company line going and I get the company line. Like I understand it. But you can make an exception. This is not life or death. Well, and it's not this a rule change. It's right. a waiver. Right. It's a, it can be a one-time waiver. Exactly. And they review it on a case-by-case case basis. All right. And if Sam Houston didn't stink, they'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. They'd be doing right. the exact same thing. So. Uh, does anyone know what the basis was of Liberty being allowed to move up despite not being in a conference as required by rule when it comes to the FBS? The release that it was issued, the ends, this is from uh, uh, a, a little bit earlier the NCAA granted, granted Liberty request to move to FBS by providing substantial information demonstrating its readiness to begin the reclassification process, the ability to follow current FBS institutions who have demonstrated viability without a conference affiliation and the university's ability to satisfy the requirement. Would you like me to translate for I mean, that? Yes, Liberty please. is rich. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Liberty yeah. is rich. So they weren't yeah, worried like, about their finances. I mean, yeah. all this this word stuff. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm I get only it. Get, no, I know. I'm I, not. I'm not complaining about you. I'm just saying, like, I get all the arguments and the freaking what's in the bylaws and the whatever. Like, I'm just saying, okay. like, this is this is not. Um, this is not that big of a deal. I, they're the number 18 team in the country. They'll probably end up in a bowl game, like you said, anyways. But just reporting that they are attempting to take this to court if they don't get their way here. So, yeah, they are threatening legal action if they're not granted a full waiver. Lawsuit hasn't been filed, um, but uh, they are very much going down that path. And they would seek monetary damages, a temporary restraining order, and a preliminary injunction. As that becomes more and more of uh, the common phrases we're using on this this show lately, um, because they say they would be irreparably harmed without relief. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be another legal let, thing here. Let me be devil's advocate, because it's not because I like to. I'm not smart enough legally to know anything. But did we not just lose our minds because the Big 12 changed their rules two weeks before the end of the season? Yeah, I think it's a bad look. No, it's a bad look, and it makes no because sense. Because it affects it, the championship game. This is going a to a bowl that game. has had a history of being, like, out of date. So, but... We, they changed the rules, and everybody lost their minds, and especially with those who were affected worse by it. And we were like, how can you change the rules with two weeks left in the season? And that's, again, just a thought about changing the rules okay. about transfer but, or whatever yeah, this is. But this also, the conference, like the conference is behind them because the conference needs this good look. Sure. So here they are, like, you know, the, the this is not the conference like shadily going like, well, you made the rule. I guess you can't be in the championship game. Oh, damn. Sorry that you beat us. You know, yeah, the conference. So the, they're supporting them. It, it, they want yeah, this. It's an NCAA rule. Yeah, which it's an, this, the but, Big Ten, the Big Twelve is a conference rule. But it, but if the conference, to me, in my opinion, if the conference was kind of split on it and didn't publicly come out and support them, and like, well, that yeah. says a lot. But here they are. They have all the support for it. And look, they like. There might be enough five and seven teams where well, you're, you're like. Glad you brought this one yeah. up. No, yeah, it's great. I wish we had started the show with it. It's a great discussion. I think. Yeah. yeah, no, this is a great discussion. But yeah, I think you know. I want to go on record. I want James Madison to get a waiver, but there there are some things. But this they, is this is also college football having an opportunity to showcase one of its good teams, and then just going. Well, I mean, 
it's in the book. Yeah, I don't <laughs> what know can how we do times, about this book? I don't know how many times this has happened before in the past and if teams that were 9-0 and or whatever got sidetracked or not. All right. Yeah, so like I said, they're just filing, uh, threatening to file a lawsuit if they don't get their way, and this basically was the, the point here. And, yeah, there's obviously a very hot debate that surrounds it and what should be done and all of that. I think the, you know, I didn't lose my mind over the Big 12 deciding to change their tiebreaker. I'm going to poke fun at them for that. But that's a large difference from just going to the Bahamas Bowl. Like, nobody's hurt. I guess there's a team that can't go to the Bahamas Bowl because the number 18 team in the country who's unbeaten would get to go to the Bahamas Bowl. I don't feel as bad for, like, whoever that would even be or whatever bowl game that would even be as compared to, like, a tiebreaker for the Big 12 championship that has big effects. Like, that has a massive effect on what could happen after that and what bowl games everybody goes to in the conference. So I think that's a bit of a of a bigger deal that you're changing that on the fly as opposed to these hundreds of bowl games. You're just like, yeah, this team is unbeaten at number 18. They can go to this bowl game. Nobody's going to be harmed by that. You'd be harmed. You could potentially have a school harmed by the Big 12 decision. Yeah, yeah. and they've, they've So gone, that's the difference they, to me. They've asked for a waiver, like, for months, haven't they? It yeah, like I mean, since the spring. Yeah. And appealed, and we're going over and over with it. And so, yeah, it's been dragging on. So, anyways, uh, looking like there could be more of a legal battle coming there. Uh, based on the decision Wednesday. Uh, and it wasn't against just uh, James Madison uh, mentioned that uh, Jacksonville State and Tarleton State also had similar uh, happen as well. So You know what Tarleton's record is? Um, Eight and three. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a good year for the Texans. That's that's good for them. And the fact they even have beat an opportunity to fight for that. Beat the hell out of my alma mater recently. Like, beat the hell out of him with the former SFA coach, uh, a quarterback as their head coach, Todd Whitten. All right, so uh, elsewhere, moving on to some other stories here. Um, you've got the Major League Baseball owners approving the move for the Oakland Athletics to Las Vegas. Uh, MLB approving that unanimously. The owners today, uh, a move for the A's to move to Vegas. And that is uh, something that's still got a little bit of its own legal battle to to fight. But, I mean, it's basically on the tracks to happening um not a surprise that Oakland's losing yet another team uh, but it's a uh, as A's owner John Fisher said incredibly difficult day for Oakland A's fans it's a great day for Las Vegas Rob Manford who you know is not saying exactly what he feels said I know I know this is a terrible day for fans like what a d man he is just <laughs> such a douchebag uh, I know I know this is a terrible day for fans in Oakland I understand that and he tried to you know make it sound a little bit uh, nicer but i think he's probably as as much of a of a guy smiling right now as anybody because now he's got a franchise that's probably gonna be in las vegas as opposed to the dump in oakland Um, but this is now going down the tracks it's not yet uh, officially finalized there is a legal challenge from a teachers union in nevada um, as far as the uh, construction and the the one and a half billion dollar stadium on the strip so there's something that could get in the way but now that they've got the uh, the approval from all the owners that's another big step forward and uh, that leaves uh oakland potentially with no more men's pro sports teams. And Las Vegas would have everything but the NBA now at this point as far as the uh, pro sports go. So, uh, yeah, last time we saw this would have been uh, the uh, Nationals uh, as they were the Expos prior to that uh, back in 2005. Um, you had the Rangers, the World Series champs, were the Washington Senators. That was another relocation. But uh, now looking like the Oakland A's, who were originally in Kansas City and yep. then moved to Oakland. Yep, now, they were. The Las Vegas A's is uh, another step closer, as I said. I agree. Uh, do you know how many people live in Las Vegas? Not as many who live in Oakland. 
Well, but it's not just Oakland, right? Isn't yeah. it the Bay Area? Oakland, San Jose, like seven all Seven yeah. million population in that area. Now, again, if you're some of those are not going to go to Oakland. Some of them aren't going to go to San Francisco as fans. But seven million. Las Vegas has 646,000. I know it's an incredible. And I, Phil Venzer's a great fan of the show, and we appreciate Phil. But that was one of the things I wonder if that matters at all. Well, there's just so much money in Las Vegas, it doesn't matter. And now, what? here's what is really sucks for, um, I wish I'd have clipped Pierre, had Pierre on Triple Option this morning. He was wearing uh, Pierre Newsham. He, he's, from, oh, he's from San Jose. He was wearing his Oakland A shirt because he was in protest of this hor- horrible thing. As a, as a Northern California yeah, sports sure. fan, it, it sucks. It really sucks for them. And... Uh, what John Fisher, the owner of the A's, who is the worst owner in Major League Baseball, in my opinion, in that, look, I get that you don't have the funds available. Well, then sell the team. You know, there's going to be somebody who would buy it. Like, how many times does a professional sports franchise go up for for sale and somebody goes, nah, I don't want it. Like, there's going to be, you're a billionaire there's other billionaires out there that want your, your deal. Billy Bean doing what he did and moneyballing it for as long as he did was a miracle. But ultimately, the rest of the sport figured out what he was doing, and Oakland's just not very good anymore. So they haven't put a good product on the field for the fans. The fans are mad. And then he's going to move to Vegas. He's going to make a ton of money. And four or five years from now, when the value of the franchise goes up because They'll they've got it. this big stadium and they've got all this stuff, he's going to make a bunch of money. And if you're an Oakland A's fan, you're like, well, all right. I was a, a lifelong Rangers fan, but they were the Washington Senators in D.C. And they had a stadium. Uh, it was D.C. Stadium. And it was okay. And they were like one of the worst teams in the league. They moved to Texas where it was okay. Um, and I remember I was heartbroken. And then all of a sudden, my father got government papers. We're moving to Texas. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But that's hard for you know, If you're a fan, what I don't understand, and I cannot relate to, to Pierre or others, is I've moved all over the world my entire life. So, like, it, it, I never had to, like, well, I, I'm not going to be able to watch them because I hardly ever got to watch them anyway. I hope that makes sense. So I hate it for those who lose a team in the city they grew up with that they've been attached to forever. Yeah, so, I mean, no pro sports teams men's-wise uh, in Oakland any longer uh, based on this move, although, again, there's some more things to still finalize and work out as far as the – Stadium uh, would be 33,000 seats. It'd be right there on the strip or right off the strip. I think it's like right – I don't know what the ter- technical terminology yeah, is, close. but it's close. The like strip it's, is now it's either on or it's wide. close uh, to, yeah. to the strip. So it'll be right down there in the, the hub of everything else, Las Vegas. Uh, so, yeah, that even though that's not finalized, uh, I, I'm not surprised that uh, it was a unanimous vote by the owners. Kyle Visser in the chat room, the casinos will buy all of the tickets, give them to customers, hire someone to bang on the drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're I mean, right. Yeah, will they you... remain the Las Vegas A's? Yeah, probably. Sure they they have the Las Vegas the, Aces. They've yeah. been the they've been the A's. They've been the A's in Philadelphia and Kansas City yep. and everything yep. too. So yeah, they they'll do that. And, and look, that's a that the Athletics is a brand name. Um, yeah, you know, I, I remember when I went to I went to Vegas with my family, and my dad was a big Vegas guy. He he went all the time. He had a he had a guy uh, a casino like his Booker guy named Dominic. You could just call Dominic, and they would t- t- say Italian things, and then we'd go to Vegas. But we went to Caesar's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to Vegas I know one time. A guy. <laughs> we went to Vegas one time, and Dominic came out because he wanted to meet us all. And Dad had been there a bunch, and he said, "Hey." Uh, 
do you guys want to go see Cirque du Soleil tomorrow? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, here you go. And that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. You know, like, I know that it's hard for certain, but, you know, if you're the casinos and like, all right, well, I'd like some hockey tickets. If you spend enough money at the casino, they will get you hockey tickets. It does not matter. So it's a great scenario for the A's and that they're going to sell a lot more tickets to the new stadium than they did to the old one. The problem with the old one was, um, so did you ever go to the Oakland Coliseum? Yep. It is Oakland uh, Alameda. Yeah, Oakland Coliseum. Alameda. Yeah. Yes. The Coliseum is uh, not in the uh, most glorious nope. place you'd want to go to. No, nope, it's not. Uh, you get off the Bart Rail train there, and you like you look straight, and you don't. You go to the stadium the same way on the way back. It is not in the best, and every time the A's tried to move it, something got in the way. Whether it's the city of Oakland, whether it was John Fisher, where it was San Francisco, it's just been a bad deal for them all the way around. I, I, the whole city has no pro sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, well, I think they may have, like, a women's team uh, of some sort, but as far as, like, the big four, um, no, they're, they're completely wiped out. Uh, although, not just yet, they've got another year left on the lease at the Oakland Coliseum. Um, and there is, I guess, the plans because the Las Vegas ballpark won't be ready until 2028. But you can imagine, like, you've seen the Raiders Stadium. Like, you can imagine what that that ballpark will be like. It'd be like the Rangers Park, but souped up, you know, a couple years extra technology. Um, but they do have uh, the ability to play games at the AAA site um, in Summerlin, Nevada, where uh, they could share with the Giants out in uh, at Oracle Park in San Francisco. And uh, they could still, in theory, play at the Coliseum, um, you know, for a couple more years and wait for the ballpark to be built up. So that's the kind of stuff that would still need to be figured out. But the ballpark won't be ready to 2028, but unanimously voted on and approved by NFL owners. So that is pretty much happening, barring some uh, legal hurdles here. Um, All right, elsewhere, uh, here you go. Here's a story for Paul, and it's another college football one. uh, But I don't think this one will be as as debated as uh, the, the James Madison uh, thing. Florida State will retire Jameis Winston's jersey, honor their 2013 national champions. Um, they will do so in the home finale uh, against North Alabama. As uh, Man, it's 10 years since uh, Jameis hoisted that uh, crystal football, <sighs> which is still a way better trophy than the, the lipstick tube that we have for the CFP now, but that's, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they're going to be honoring him. They're retiring his jersey. And uh, Michael Alford, their athletic director, talked about the huge impact that he had. He's one of the all-time greats. He's the 11th FSU football player uh, to have his jersey retired. And that will include Fred Bolindikoff, Ron Sellers, Ron, Ron Simmons. Simmons uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah. Charlie Ward, yeah. Warwick Dunn. Yep. Uh, Four more. Chris Winkie. Three. T-Buck, Terrell Buckley. Two. Who's the kicker who missed the field goals? Uh, he's not in there. Uh, although Seabass should get his. What about the guy troll. that kicked the one that beat Nebraska? Uh, Chris something. What was his kicker? Uh, Scott Bentley. Scott Leo. Uh, who am I? Let's see. I said work done. Two more. One you're going to hate yourself for, really. I'm going to hate myself. Did I say Charlie Ward? Yeah, you already did. Say Charlie Ward. William like Floyd. This guy's like your favorite guy. William Floyd in there? Uh, Derek Brooks. Yeah, Derek Brooks is in there. Uh, oh, who am I leaving out? Somewhat newer. Um, Jordan Travis, before he retires. <laughs> if he wins the title Natty. and you'll get it. Yeah, win the title and you'll get it. Um, who am I leaving Marvin out? Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin yeah. Jones. I, I Which saw means that you don't know Florida State no. history. Fake I, fan. I, I saw it earlier, and Marvin Jones stuck out to me, which means I hope that eventually they also give Peter Bulware and Andre Wadsworth uh, the same treatment because they were both very, very good there. Um, Peter Bulware was fantastic. Uh, I'm surprised Leroy Butler 
Uh, not on that list, but maybe maybe one day him too. Because they the don't Hall reti- of Fame now. They don't retire numbers. Yeah. They retire jerseys, so you can just do this. You know when you you need a you know when you want to. So um, they're not gonna like run out of stuff like the Yankees have. Like there's there's no right. single digits <laughs> yeah. left in New York. But um, yeah, they could do that. I I Jameis very much deserves it. Uh, he. Lost one game as a starting quarterback uh, against Oregon in the Rose Bowl, which was where the – if you want to see, like, where Jimbo started to fall apart, mm, the yeah. second half of the Rose Bowl against Oregon Wonder if he'll was be there. where it all <laughs> just crumbled. So, yeah. maybe he and, uh, he and Jameis are very close. You know what I think the key to the Jameis-Jimbo relationship was is that Jameis is the only quarterback who, when Jimbo would yell at them coming – off the sideline, Jameis would yell back, and he would yell at him for a decision he made, and he would be able to be like, "No, I'm not going to do that," mm-hmm. you know. And look, it worked out to 29 and one. He did that standing on top of a cafeteria table, yelled back. <laughs> he yeah. did at a Publix. <laughs> no, that was a different thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crab legs at the Publix. Yeah. The, no, I mean it's it's yeah. it's a cool deal. So number five, getting retired there at Florida State, coming up here and uh, big 10 year anniversary celebration as well of uh, their championship, a national championship. Uh, where, yeah, things did kind of start going downhill there with that Oregon game. And Jameis throwing the ball over his head and that whole debacle. I don't have to remind Paul. I don't think no. so. But uh, this is a relatively new tradition. They just, I mean, relatively new. They started doing it in 97. So yeah. these are all retirees since uh, 1997. So there is that uh, coming up uh, was, Saturday in the home finale against North Alabama. I was there for the Sellers and Simmons one was together. That was a that was a cool day. That was a cool yeah, day. I bet. I bet. Do you think they'll have a crab bake or something like that, or claws or crab claws? They should. They absolutely should. I think public should. should be given a discount. Like his number was five five percent off all crab legs this week. I agree. Yes. We're sorry for the kerfuffle, Jameis. Well, uh, that's going on. And a couple more things here to close it on out. Uh, you got college football later on tonight. One game, Boston College at Pittsburgh, and a little ACC action. Uh, Boston College is. Already bowl eligible, and uh, they're looking to improve their bowl standing and what bowl they might be able to get into. Uh, while while Pittsburgh, uh, not a good year for the Panthers, two and eight on the year, just one and five in the ACC. Um, but uh, I think they're favored uh, by about a point and a half as it stands. Last I looked, at home tonight, despite being two and eight. So Boston College, we were talking about UCF earlier. They do have the former uh, Knight and Thomas Castellanos uh, that oh, we got yeah. to see. Um, that's now gone on to, to Boston College and uh, done some good things, had some highs and lows, but uh, they're 6-4, and four, so it's working out well for them. And so, yeah, Boston College at Pitt later on tonight, 6 o'clock kickoff Central Time, the only time that I'll mention uh, on ESPN. And then, meanwhile, later on tonight uh, as well, NFL action on Prime Video at 7.15 Central. Cincinnati, the Bengals at the Ravens in a rivalry matchup. The Bengals five and four on the year. The Ravens seven and three on the season. So a big battle in the AFC North as uh, Week Ten gets kicked off here. And uh, yeah, any thoughts on Bengals Ravens later on tonight? Uh, hey, I sat there on Sunday. I did not watch, and I'm not bragging about that. I just for, I had a lot to do with high school football and did not watch a second. Of anything NFL until Washington late in the game, who they play. Uh, Sam Howell was bringing him back. I turned it onto the ticket, whatever. What do you call it, Paul? The, the red, the red zone. zone. And immediately saw whoever they were playing. 
March 80 yards down the field, kick a field goal at the yeah. end, uh, and that was it. Uh, Turn the TV off. Uh, was it the Bucks? Uh, no. No, no. Uh, no, uh, I'll say this. Uh, good. No, no, the players. Con- the, congratulations. The That's how much I watched it. <laughs> congratulations to Al and Kirk tonight uh, who get to do a game that matters. No, it's like, true. That's many yeah. other games no don't. Kidding, this man. is a huge game. Those broadcasts, too, the, they are a hassle on Thursday nights. Those yeah. games are non-competitive, and it's just, man, I don't know. Yeah, this should be I a watch, great one. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league going against each other. Um, Joe Burrow, um, uh, Garrett's uh, they're, they're baby get, brother. They're getting, they're getting that engine going. Yeah, they're getting. Cincinnati's starting to they yeah, do this got, about this every year. T. Higgins not going to play tonight, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but uh, but Chase okay. is going. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I think this, this is one that I'll actually watch most of Good as opposed you. to Good for everybody you else. know when it's the the bad ones i just kind of tune out no, no go ahead. yeah the commanders uh beat the uh, lost the seahawks last yeah, week Gino so Smith that's who right uh, we're field. trying to yeah. think of but uh yeah the seahawks got that win that was big for them so yeah there's a few things off the radar both of my favorite teams lost with no time left on a game-winning field goal it's that kind of a year it has been now for too long This has been a Rogue Media Network production.